0: show here we go real show here we go you know that it's got to be that time so this is what we chant what keeps on getting them all amped in advance Come on. you and i rocking out with iron man fe you get the general's point of view on top of roger's rinse <laughs> whenever tapping out we're putting the most minutes in you already know what that's about you know that winners win, is win. Yeah. crush whatever's on task check the podcast it's the champ
1: and the trip let the bomb blast <laughs>
2: So we got my man Mike Quickswick on all the way from Thailand. It's like 8 o'clock in the morning over there. He got up early for us just to be on Champion of the Tramp. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Just trying to look fresh and and, and ready for this. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. You are looking fresh over there. So it looks like you're sitting in your podcast room over there.
1: 43, huh? huh Not bad. Oh, hell, oh, hell, 40, hell yeah. Good. Hell, yeah.
0: good. I mean, look at Roger. Shit. You look like that. <laughs> I didn't age well.
2: So no, good. no. I'm <laughs> you, you're doing all right. You're doing all right. <laughs> so, what's good, my man? Obviously, you got AKA over there in Thailand. And, uh, sounds yeah. like you got some other endeavors going on now. You want to you wanna fill us in on what's, uh, what's new? It was 17 years ago, man. You debuted on uh, Ultimate Fighter season one. It was kind of the murderer's row of, uh, fighters on that season, man. It was a lot of big names on that season. And, uh, You know, you got your name for a reason, obviously. Mike Quick, I was a huge fan when you came on the scene. You were, you didn't, most fights didn't
1: make it out of the first round with you. In the UFC. So, let me get some inspiration to you fellas out there that might not be doing so well and struggling a little bit. Um, Unlike Frankie Edgar being a just phenom from the beginning. uh, (laughs) I, I actually was in WC and I'd won a bunch of fights in the WC before I got in the UFC and I fought Chris Liebman for the championship and Dana was at that fight and he was scouting supposedly me and Mike Kyle at that fight for possibly coming in the UFC. Had I won the, the championship, I would have gotten the UFC. Mike Kyle, same thing, blah, blah, blah. So I got a TKO loss to Lieben. It was early, but it was whatever. It was, I was out. I was definitely, I was definitely in La La Land. Um, and you're not Lieben as you hit him and you rock him and, and he's, he's going down and you come in for the kill and he's not down. He, he, he has enough power to put, put you completely out even when he's like rocked. So that was my first big loss. Anyway, I lost right in front of Dana, uh, front row, uh, TKO loss. Then they started auditioning for The Ultimate Fighter season one, uh, immediately following that. So I didn't even apply, of course, um, just coming off a loss. You know, why would I apply to go in the UFC? You know, I didn't even win that fight in the WC, even though it was a championship fight. So later on, Dana, they were actually having a really hard time finding people to go on the show, which is shocking that they were having a really hard time finding people to go on this damn show. There was this great opportunity, but nobody knew much about it. And we knew that everything that ever tried to to pan out for the UFC as far as, um, you know, uh, household name type. Situation just failed. You know that the, the USC was putting people on blind date. I remember Josh Thompson went on blind date. He had a girlfriend, <laughs> yeah. and they still put him on blind date, even though he had a girlfriend, just because they wanted to have the exposure. He didn't mind, he didn't <laughs> mind that. Much. Yeah. No. yeah, they were just doing anything they could to get exposure. just all failing. Yeah. You know, we were just a bunch of Neanderthals, no education, and and just just you know the lowest spectrum of humankind. And that's to people, and then, so they couldn't really take to us. Um, and then eventually they they went back to and they were like, guys, why, why are you guys not applying for the show? It's a huge opportunity, blah, 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 Bob talked to me and I'm like, man, look, I just lost five. I'll, I'll send my tape in in audition. But I mean, there's no way they're going to pick me. And I sent my tape in. They liked the tape. They liked uh, they liked um, me or whatever. And they brought me into Vegas. And the only slot available was at 205. And I was a 185 fi- fighter, kind of barely 185. And I said, I'd fight heavyweight to be on the show for sure. I mean, if it just means you guys give me an opportunity, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll fight anybody. I, I don't care. I, I, I didn't think I had a chance at all. So I ended up getting on the show, long story short, off of a loss. Um, which I shouldn't have gotten on the show in the first place off of a loss. Then, of course, to Stefan Bonner, I lost on the show um, in the semifinals, uh, even though I was doing a fantastic job in that fight. And uh, Stefan was proved that he's just a full metal dude that's not going to tap. Adam the Guilty and Choke have had anyone in my entire life where they didn't tap. Um, and he caught me through of the round and I lost on the show. So now here I am. I lost to get on the show. I lost on the show. <laughs> Um, But we had one more chance, one more final chance uh, on the finale to have a fight where everybody got to fight. And if you win, you get to stay in the UFC. And if you lose, you're out. So I then, as you said before, I went on a tear and I won five straight fights in the UFC. We became the number one contender, beating David Loazzo and was next in line to fight Anderson Silva, of which I uh, didn't want to wait around for Travis Luter, fought Yushin Okami because it was in my hometown for the first time. Houston, there's a big, huge, gigantic UFC show and i dropped the decision to uh to use and lost that fight but the point being um to go from you know not shouldn't have been on the ultimate fighter getting on the ultimate fighter and losing and just keeping that that hope and and fire burning and not giving up and not letting myself down and 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 keep thinking there's some kind of chance even with those two losses I can still come back from. Uh, I, I did go on the, uh, the five straight uh, streak and and got to my, number one contender. So yeah, it's an interesting story I like to share just because it's inspiring I think to people because I think a lot of people they lose a fight. I think the whole world's coming to an end and, and life's over, you know, and, and, and as I said a recent thing on my Instagram, failure and losing is a learning opportunity, you know, like it's, it's not the end of the world and, and uh, you can still, you can still go pa- get past it if you, if you try.
0: Yeah. Hey, never say die attitude I'll get you a foreign life.
1: Yeah, man. yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. Losses. I mean, you know, like you said, uh, Hens always says you you win or you learn, you know, you got to learn from these losses and sometimes you get more from the losses and, uh, you know, maybe you don't see it in the, in the, in the, in the now, but you, later on, you, know, you can get a lot from those things. I remember a long time ago, Matt Hughes said, um,
2: if you're always winning, you're not fighting the right people.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, bro, in our sports, there's no, no easy fights. You know, every, right. every fight stops. If you make it to that level. It's just, uh,
1: it's dog eat dog. Right. The thing is with losses it's also how you carry yourself with a loss as well you know and, and how you accept it how you take it for instance like i i lost that fight to shinokami and i had some issues in my stomach and i couldn't uh i couldn't keep that weight so i had to drop to welterweight and coming off the loss to Yushin Okami, which cost my title shot, I was given a main event fight for the first time in my life as a welterweight against Josh Bergman at the palms with, uh, you know, Spencer Stallone sitting in front row. So again, it, it, you never know. I, I've had some of my biggest opportunities after losses when I shouldn't have had any. So it, it's how you carry yourself, how you pick yourself up. And, and if they believe in you enough that you're that type of guy that can pick yourself up and, and keep going forward people still believe in you, you know, they know you lose, they know you stumble, they know you're going to fall, that's, that's not a big surprise to people. But when these people quit, they give up mentally and they, and they, and they can't recover. That's something that can, can be devastating more than any loss or any, any setback.
2: For sure. What what do you attribute that? uh, I mean, you can only talk to your your own person, but that mental toughness, what do you attribute that to your your upbringing? um, Just born with it? uh, You know, I mean, that's not really something you can train is your mindset. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I can. I could admit to it now, kind of, but um, I never, I never used it in my career because I, I never was one of these pity me guys. Everyone has a, a rough childhood. Everybody has these things going on with their lives that they can cry about and do on these countdown shows and get pity for. I never wanted to do that, you know. So I never admitted ever in any countdown show, in the interview, ever my entire career. The real reason what what fired me up, but it was um to be completely honest because i just don't care anymore about about what what you know what i say or what 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 um as long as it can inspire or help um the the honest truth is my father had committed suicide when i was young so i was eight years old and he committed suicide and they were kind of in a religious family and um i was taught that was weak and you're gonna go to hell and it's uh, a negative thing right so as a kid um i knew that wasn't a strong thing to do I, i acknowledged at that age man killing yourself I mean, first of all he, he had alcohol problem he was not abusive he was not anything dangerous whatsoever he just that's just that was his chem- chemical dependence and and that was just this thing and it was just tough to deal with for my mother in certain times in an argumentative way but um I see that as some like a strong, bold, sacrificial move if you decide to do something like that for the reason he did. Not a a weak move. I mean, how many people can put it can yeah. do something like that? And that, that's the ultimate sacrifice. You, you gotta you gotta have some major strength to take yourself out of this world because you think it's gonna be for the better of everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, um and so at the, at, the, at the funeral it was like it was uh they were, you know, they were just saying all this stuff about going to heaven and everything's great and everything, all this. it was just contradictory. I would rather say was that he was going to hell than he was going to heaven. You know, because it's just like, don't lie to me, don't bullshit me, don't tell me that he's going to heaven now all of a sudden and, and all this. I was really upset about this this big contradictory that, that was happening with like uh, how they how they were acting all of a sudden when I was going to church with them before and it was complete opposite. So honestly, like it was just. I wanted to, we have the same name, Mike Swick. So I wanted to prove to his family, which I didn't get along with when my parents divorced, He we went back to kind of his old small town, which was like really rough and really like not not so uh, positive. Um, I wanted to prove to them that he was strong and our blood was strong and, and that, 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 you know, you can't blame him for what he did. And so that was kind of the fire that drove me to be successful and to to make a name. And it wasn't to make my name, it was to make his name. So I never walked out into a UFC fight ever in my life and and was backstage or at the curtain and heard my name being announced. It was always his name. That was like my gift to him because like I wanted, you know, whether he could hear or not, I wanted 45 or 25,000 people, you know, millions worldwide to hear his name being yelled and and his name when when I won each fight. And so that was just kind of my gift to him each and every i got victory each and every time i walked out um i was never a fighter at heart i'm never a violent person it was always an opportunity for me to get uh not famous for sure um but just to get an opportunity to get into inner circles in business after fighting that i probably couldn't get in uh otherwise make a career for myself afterwards um i was never i've never been in street fights i've never been anything like that it was just it was just a step for me and there was an also the, the only way i could prove in my opinion to, to be completely strong if I could dominate in a, in, a, in a sport like that and and make his name known um that he wasn't strong and, or that that he wasn't weak and that he was he was strong so that that was the fire that, that lit inside me um uh, that you saw when when I fought uh, wow. to be completely honest.
2: that that was heavy man we, yeah we've talked about depression down here a, a number of times and suicide and how it's it doesn't get the attention that it should, you know, especially in these times we're living in now, everybody's so stressed and it's, it's, it's a tough enough time. Just to survive, you know, and and add all these added pressures of the world we live in today, you know, you would think it would be more more talked about. So I certainly appreciate you sharing that story, Mike. Um, We had a guest in here, uh, I I would call him a friend of the show when we first started, who who took his own life, you know, and uh, it was it was. We we think Frankie and I think that the 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 current times and COVID and lockdowns could have attributed to that, you know. So
0: it's hard enough, man, out there in the world. So um, you know, the fact that uh, the fact that you draw inspiration from that, uh, you know, is uh, is pretty inspiring too. You know, um, that's just got to be tough. Eight years old, losing losing your father, and uh, and having that be the the drive to for you to compete, and, and uh, that's definitely pretty. It's uh, pretty wild, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's so it's so it's so um, you know avoidable. It, it, it's it's such small details, such small things you can do. I I think the problem, two problems, is is people don't want to jump in and help um they don't believe someone's suicidal when they are and i think number two is they have an alcohol dependency or drug dependency or some kind of dependency and they're getting blamed and put at fault for what they're what they are and that makes it worse versus uh, accepting the fact that it's a disease, and it's not that they want to be an alcoholic, they want mm-hmm. to be a drug addict, they want to have these issues, whatever it could possibly be, um, and 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 help them. So, you know, I think I think that many many cases of, of suicide are it, it, it's such, so so preventable, uh, so preventable side, uh, if, if you just kind of act on it. So yeah. Yeah, nothing I could do to change it. And, you know, you get to that stage in your career when you accomplish a lot and, and, you know, you've done everything to kind of prove what you started out to prove. And then you're just kind of like, you can't bring him back under any, you know, no matter what you do. And then that's a whole nother depression. You know, you're just like, I can accomplish everything in the world. I could be a champion. I can't bring him back. I trade it all, but right. um, either way, it was the best I could do. And 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 I use the negativity as a positive in my life. And, and it's got me to, to a way higher point um than i could have ever achieved my own for sure because i was definitely not a fighter as a kid i mean you, you know you can't bring him back but that's a great way to honor his name
0: you know and uh like you said you know twenty five thousand fans are hearing his name and uh that's got to mean something
1: yeah and and it was like a big uh i mean it was a grudge to some of the people in his life that that, that blamed him and weren't so positive and and they didn't treat me very well either Mm. And his side, and it was really nice to to get famous and get on TV and have them all like all of a sudden love me and want to mm. talk to me and, and reach out to me, and I could just be like, "Fuck you guys," yeah. <laughs> you know. when it, nice, it was a nice feeling also from uh, on his behalf to just be like, you know what, sure. yeah, sure.
2: So how how do you uh, how do you end up in uh, Phuket, Thailand? How, what brings you what brings you to that neck of the world? I mean, obviously you have your AKA gym you open there, but what, how did the transition happen? How do you end up over there?
1: Um, I've been training in Thailand since, jeez, uh, since 1999. Um, but I'd have to always train Muay Thai and then train my, train, change my stance, change my my my. Uh, you know, obviously my, a lot of things to, to come back to train MMA because it was just completely opposite. Um, so I'd always thought about kind of building a little small gym or something or doing something in Thailand. Cause I liked it. Um, then I hit Phuket in 2009 and I was like, man, this is paradise. And every decision I've ever made in my life has been based on passion and freedom. I've never based a decision on money or, or anything else like that. To me, time is the most important thing in the world. Amen. Freedom is, 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 is how, how, how you can live your life on your own terms is the most important thing to me. I don't want to be, you know, I wouldn't, I've turned down jobs and will continue to turn down jobs for any amount of money to have a schedule. Like, I don't want to be on a schedule. I don't want to go to every UFC fight and commentate and, and have to study all these guys and do all that. Like I want to be able to be on a boat and, and chilling in the, islands and and doing my job passionately working harder than everybody i know but doing it from locations that the that, 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 that i want to do them from when i want to go and through my phone and through just having systems built in my businesses from from learning a business and having them uh, operate themselves with, where i just have to approve things and 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 make changes and 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 then come in and do work when i want um, so it was just uh when I hit Phuket, that that, sh- that just happened to all make sense. Where it's the most competitive place in the world to build a Muay Thai gym, uh, in Phuket specifically, but definitely in Thailand, where there's more Muay Thai gyms in, in, in the world. That's the number one sport of, of Thailand. Um, uh, you know, there was everything going against me possible. But what I saw was an opportunity because when you have something that you're you're trying to achieve, and uh, when you look at it on paper, and every single thing is a negative, and every single thing means it's not going to work. If you can, and I always think different. I don't think the same as everyone else. I, I so I can't sleep at night time. I, I I analyze, reanalyze, double analyze, triple analyze every single situation, outcome, everything. You know, sort sort of uh, that's how my brain works. Um, and when I look at looked at the, the the you know the paper with all these things on it, and and, and I just reversed it, and I was just like, if I can make all this stuff makes sense and happen. I can do something that's never been done before, and be absolutely extraordinary. So when I was having this conversation with Cormier and stuff, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm building a gym in Thailand. It's going to be awesome. I'm gonna live the life of my dreams." And it was just like, "Man, that makes zero sense." He goes, "Dude, you're, you're American. You're going to Thailand to build a Muay Thai gym better than them, and <laughs> you don't have a Muay Thai. You've never had Muay Thai fights, you know." Um, you know, you, you don't know the, 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 the law of the land. You know, it's a, it's an economic country, that, a poor country that like has a very low economy that, you know, everything's cheap. You're not going to make money because you're too smart for this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to build the gym. I'm going to build the best gym, the biggest gym, the, the greatest gym in the country full of them gyms. And the reason I'm going to do it is I'm going to do it in a way that's never been done before. And I'm going to cater to people that aren't fighters. I'm going to cater just like Fight Club. I'm gonna to cater to people who aren't fighters. I'm gonna I'm gonna build a sensational Disneyland-style two-acre compound that's like basically like a Disneyland of fighting. It's gonna be for everybody. I mean, we have guys coming in there. I mean, ninety percent of our our, our guests are, are lawyers, accountants, influencers. their are higher status, just and what I ended up doing was was what I set out to do is I built the, the largest gym in the world, sports combat gym in the world, um, the only gym in the world catered to everybody. And it brings in thousands of people a, a year pre-booked that to come to, f- to fly into thailand specifically to train at my gym it, none of it makes sense i mean, I mean uh, to build a, a, a gym in thailand and then and then tell someone oh no don't worry i'm not going to have thai people training at my gym that, that don't have any money and can't afford to pay a lot i'm going to cater to people coming from europe and coming from you know america and coming from australia and, and, and charge them five times as much as they charge in their own country to train at this gym and and that's how i'm going to be successful again it made no sense to anybody but it made sense to me. And, um, I felt really, really hard the first time I lost six figures, lost a lot of time. Um, had to go back and fight to Johnson on USM on Fox four, had, to, had greedily fought Matt Brown when I shouldn't have been UFC and Fox five just because they wanted me to fight one more. Um, and then and I had to come back and start again. And I felt, I ended up feeling bad once mediocre once. And then I just used everything that, that I used or the, that I failed with and turned that failure into a success, came back bigger and built AK Thailand.
2: Wow. That's amazing, man. So you have, a, you have a rotating clientele, essentially. It's a lot of people coming from outside. But you also you host fighters, and I just see – wasn't
1: Johnny Walker yeah. just over there? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we're Destination Gym. Um, but again, getting back to the, the Phuket, this fit because it was paradise for me. So right. if I could be successful in this particular place on this island, I could I can have the ultimate success because it's a beautiful location. It Same has paradise. every single thing in the world I want. So if I could be successful here, it would work. And that's, that's why I had to do it here. Um, even though it was the most competitive place in the world to do it. Um, but it's the destination gym and a lot of UFC fighters, they have their own gyms, they don't need a new gym. So when they come to Thailand, they want to just have fun like I did when I came. And, and even before I trained or after I trained or even after my fights, I would come to Thailand. The first few weeks, we'd just be having fun, relaxing, enjoying, enjoying the, the, the area. So my gym is a gym where they all can train. Johnny Walker, uh, we've had, oh, my God, so many Nogueras and, and, and so many top-level guys come in. They just love having fun, getting their workout in. And, and, and having, you know, it's not, they're not trying to do a fight camp. Um, But we do have a fight team and and the fight team is one of the best on the island. So it's one of the best in Thailand, one of the best in Asia. You might have cap. We have um, some other really top prospects, um, but they're the best of the best. They, they have a very, very strict um, uh, probation period to come onto our team because we don't accept everyone because the problem with fight gyms, why it's never worked in the past to be able to fight gym and let other people come is because fighters have a bad attitude they beat up the regular people they don't respect the regular people half the fighters aren't even fighters in the first place they think they're fighters you know it's just like they come here they think they're fighters and they tell you they're gonna be in the ufc and then they're partying and Patong, they're hanging out and doing all this stuff and 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 you know they're not real fighters first of all um they're selfish which I don't blame um because you have to be selfish to be successful but um so they don't pay you you know then they they, they want you to sponsor them they want you to pay for all their stuff and and then they, then they just move to the next gym and <laughs> as soon as they find a better gym they're gone or, or or a different training partner or whatever else so after hearing all these complaints for years and years and years i just said well i'm just going to do the opposite of that of whatever else has done i'm just going to do a gym and not have these guys in there and only the ones that do come in, they're going to be the most appreciative, the best trained. And we will treat them like, like Kings. Yeah, and we'll give them the absolute best attention, the best curriculum, the best training. And they will be, they'll be the best fighters or they won't be at our gym. And, you know, I get these guys still like, I'm going to say names, but top level UFC fighters that call me up and they're like, Oh man, I'm coming to your gym. I want to train, hang out, chill out with my girl after my fight. Um, what can you do for me? I say, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah. Well, what can you do for me as far as if I come tra- train at your gym? I'm like, well, man, I'm a big fan of yours, dude. I'd love to. You train for free. Obviously, you have, I have a restaurant on site. You can have some free food, and you know, we'll give you nice stuff and give you free training. You know, we'll do whatever, you, whatever you need, man. We appreciate you coming, and and, and uh, I'm a fan of yours, and I'll take care of you. Say like, no, no. What do you do for my? pay for my accommodation, my flight, my wow, food and all that. And this is a huge name. The fly, John Jones. I'm not gonna say names um and i'm just like bro like we don't do that like i don't need right you, you could walk through my gym just after your fight with john jones i'm like no one's gonna know who you are like it's like <laughs> it's not... i didn't build this gym to to give it away you know like this was my this is 10 years of my life and you know first three years in rubber boots at the height of my career watching construction every single day every single angle every, making changes all the time things to make it better and it, and you know this whole thing is my my masterpiece my, my work of art the design i did everything the design the the jungle the landscaping it's a perfect jungle i mean the jungle is made up of a hundred different species of, of plant life from all over thailand you can never find this jungle again in the world because it's it's been all brought in i excavated the entire land so you know it's it's and and you're not going to come here and train for free because you've had fights and and you're trying to tell me when i've never met you in my life that your value is is so big you're going to just come train at my gym for free like you know like you can do it i mean i'm not gonna charge you to train at my gym which other places do um but you know, I'm not going to pay for your flight and your yeah. That's crazy. I don't need you to make my gym, my gym, the highest gym, revenue generating gym, single standing gym on earth. Like I don't need you to survive. It's not like you know. Now, Mike, obviously, you 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 went
2: to Thailand after Phuket. I know got hit really hard by the tsunami. How mm-hmm. how how long after the tsunami did you land over there? And the damage still must have been pretty heavy, no?
1: It was it was way it was way before. I think it was in like. I want to, I don't know. I think it's just one. I want to say, I, I don't know for sure exactly when it happened. It was well before I got here. Oh. Okay. Um, but I'll say what, what did suck was when you build the largest team in the world and then, and then they shut the borders down and you can't even get customers from, uh, <laughs> from, yeah, from countries yeah. outside of Thailand and you're shut down for a year. And then you have to pay the expenses on that, Jim, for for because of COVID, uh, for, you mean, right? For a good year because of COVID. Yeah, that that was a that was something you don't count on. You know, you have your, as, a, as a business man, you, know, you have your cash reserves, you have your expectations of worst case scenarios, but you could never expect that. So that that was a doozy. Um, and that's why I've, I've ventured into other businesses now that's, that's covering uh, everything where, like, I don't even depend on it now. And it's like, if anything ever happens like that again, I, would, I wouldn't even be near the stress as I was the first time. Frankie started in OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Frankie had to
0: start an OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, dude. Those guys, nah. hit me
1: up. Those guys hit me up. and they wanted me to start one. I'm like, yeah, I heard. No, but I heard they're
0: I, they're like rebranding or, some, or something. They're trying to be like a cameo. That's what I hear? Yeah, I was
1: just like, what in the way, what do it. I offer you guys? I don't get it, man. There <laughs> yeah, are some fighters that have it. <laughs> I hear there's a lot of money to be made, but I, I just don't. I don't have. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I think
2: wow. uh, De- Diego Sanchez has one, right? He was season I think one. Was on pretty two. good. Yeah, he's got one. I know. Frankie subscribes. I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about the language, barrier over there, man? Did you did you have to become affluent in the language
1: when you when you got over there, or no? I don't know nothing, man. I know. I thank you cap to get my check, chicken fried rice. Like I'm, how do you build an entire
2: complex? Cause obviously the locals built it, right? I just figured it out, man. Yeah. I mean, the sign
1: first language. Figured out, The first thing I figured out was I didn't need to know Thai language. And so that was like the first thing I figured out. And so I was like, good. I'm not learning Thai language. I'm not, I could learn Thai language. I, I definitely could to be easier, but it's like, I because I, I I mapped everything out of my head, I didn't need to. So I just needed to hire people who did know Thai language. There you go. And you go. I, and, and, and English and they could translate to me. And so okay. and plus I was building a much larger I built this gym. If you ever saw it, like Jay is here right now and he going back to the yeah, mental health mental health check-in thing. He was real big in that mental health stuff too, and I helped him with that as well. But how strong that is right now with people and how much it helps people and how many other people are going through mental health issues and and stuff like that but anyway if you came and you saw kind of what I have you'll see that I didn't build it as a gym at all I built it as a it's a corporation. I built it as a business and my administration is like, there's this whole big office in the back and none of them are wearing t-shirts. You know, they're wearing dresses and like, like suits and like, they, they do their job and the amount of work that we do. I turned my gym into a school because official school in Thailand, because we can only get like three month visas. So we can only sell three month packages from tour, for tourist visas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out from the language schools and, um, some of these other schools in thailand that if you're a school you can do a six or 12 month visa because for uh-huh. they're in school so then i found out you can actually do a muay thai school and we, we changed uh, yeah, and, and applied for our school permit and we became a school so we got tons and tons of paperwork um and and all my administration is, is super super professional so it's not like any gym you've ever seen when you expect to see just a kind of a gym i mean it's two acres big multiple buildings it's, it's got, it's got a lot and we're just getting started. We're building a celebrity center and can kind of executive area. It's going to be kind of like a penthouse of gyms. If that makes sense. So we're building a three-story ocean view um, facility. that has got just state-of-the-art everything. And it's like, top notch and it's gonna be basically like a penthouse of AK Thailand, like the supreme version of AK Thailand. Um, And it's gonna be as a penthouse. So when one client or one group comes in, they get the entire facility to themselves. Mm -hmm. this entire. Yeah, it's it's, it's beyond bonkers. So it's never been done before either. Um, We're launching NFTs exclusively for AK Thailand as well. Um, So I'm just trying to continue to, to do something that's never been done before and to get as far as I can.
2: Yeah. Uh, how about the podcast, Mike? Real quick with Mike Swick. You still you still doing
1: it? Mm. No? This is my podcast room. But okay. I, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just I see it.
2: I, I recognize the setup in the background. I mean, you're definitely in the podcast room, so
1: Yeah, I just don't have time. It, it's just the time. I love doing it. I love the interviews. Um, to be a hundred percent honest with you, um, I'm real big into Dale Carnegie. Um I don't know if you know. He's a business guy. How to win Friends and influence people is one of the number one books to read in college for if you study business. Um, and it's all about um, uh, people, people skills. How to uh, how to talk to somebody and 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 pull information or 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 you should or a book of Friday be close to people business is all about people. It's all about interacting with people. So the reason I kind of did networking, but it's, but it's also if people like you and, and, and you can get along with people and you can relate to people and you're comfortable with people, they will, they will do more with you than, than they will, if they they can't. And Mm -hmm. So a big reason I started my podcast and did 150 plus interviews with high level people that I've met, that I haven't met, that are whatever, is to make myself very familiar with that and practice that because I wanted to be able to pull information like a journalist, but make it seem like a casual conversation flow and make people happy and make people seem like we're just having a great time and be able to control that aspect so it was it was it was fun i got to meet a lot of cool people that and talk to a bunch of cool people i don't get to talk to very often because i'm out of the fight world here kind of um but it was also just uh more more experience talking to people and 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 gaining information and 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 getting them to to uh talk to me because they want to not because i'm forcing them to sure sure and that's translated into business very well so yeah, that mission's kind of over, but I still enjoy uh, doing the podcast. I just, I just don't have the time. I'm working on multiple companies right now, and I'm just like, yeah. it's like a 24 7 thing with my, with my businesses.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, I would only ask this because it's been in the news. You've talked about it. It's, I know you've posted about it, but uh, you've, you've had some health issues lately. Um, you want to expand on that and tell us how you're doing? Yeah, I got diagnosed with stage four
1: leukemia. It was fun. <clears> and so back, it's like the, back in february right uh actually was the so first diagnosis was in january for cancer and then and then the, the diagnosis just kept changing but luckily it, it was curable and from the first month, i started myself 50 pounds water fasting before i ever went to, to to the hospital and then then i went through chemo and stuck to a plant-based diet and i've been on a plant-based diet for like nine months now almost or ever since January, eight months maybe. Um, and no sugar at all, uh, except for my birthday, my recent birthday party. <laughs> um, and uh, it's changed my life, made me more healthy. And yeah, so I killed 95% of the cancer in my body in the first month. And then I did a whole nother week, which was double time every 12 hours. And I haven't tested myself again since, but I assume it's gotta be very, very low, if any at all. If I killed 95% the first the first that- time,
2: is that by keeping your body in an alkaline state? Isn't that what they say?
1: Right? Yeah, 100% alkaline. Like I, I have, no, I, I put nothing in my body that cancer can eat. So mm-hmm. it, can't, it can't technically really survive, more or less uh, multiply and take over my body. I mean, you said you did a water and, fast. How long did you do that for? I did it for like three, four days before the chemo. And then I did it for the first day of the chemo, so it's just poisoning my body. And then, and then I went plant-based the next day, then water fast, plant-based, and water fast. So it was like the, for the first week, I only ate two times it was all plant based wow and then and then plant based ever since then during that during that month that I did chemo and within eight days, all my symptoms were gone. All, all my it was a lymphoma, so all my lymph nodes—I had all twenty-two something lymph nodes all swollen in my neck, to where I could barely sleep. Um, they were all completely gone. No fever, no, no zero symptoms of cancer since from that day till now. Now, where did you um, find this protocol, or you know, or this, this treatment? I just studied. I just studied it online. Yeah, I studied online and 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 just com- compared uh, notes with people and and kind of put together what I felt was the the truth of all the different people's. You know policies and claims and ideas and that was what i came up with and it made perfect sense to me and i did it and the doctor was shocked after eight days of course they're trying to feed me sugar water and like meat and stuff like that in the hospital and i'm just like you guys are cancer doctors you don't know that like yeah. this is what cancer eats <laughs> you know what i mean like it's right. so weird now now your, your your doctor visits that you had to do you did that in thailand yeah yeah. 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 I was at a private hospital in Thailand
2: yeah, in Bangkok. How, how is the, the medical uh, situation over there? Is it, is it par
1: at par? It's well, the place I was at was like one of the best in, in, in the area. Um, and again, if, if I test here in the next few weeks and I have cancer still, I'm going to fly to Germany or South Korea to go to the best, best cancer doctors. So it's going to make sure we get rid of this hundred percent. The, the end of the day, I can, I can cure with a bone uh mer- a, uh stem cell uh, transplant at a worst case but they think that the chemo will be enough and again at 95 percent of the first month and then doing another session after that i'm pretty sure i'm i'm over it i've had no symptoms i feel great i've been free diving i free dive with dan and then we're free diving like you know 65 feet underwater on single breath with like two minutes at a time so it's like it's changed nothing in my life i don't stress about it i don't think about it i just yeah the chemo
0: chemo stuff that it wrecked you a little
1: bit yeah yeah that's the worst part mm. that's what i hear that's the worst part because it gives it damages all the cells in your body yeah even the good ones right it just kills everybody. everything yeah, yeah it, it's just since cancer is weaker than your normal cells mm. it, it 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 the expectation is that it kills the cancer cell and then it, it just harms the good cells but yeah it harms everything but to me I, i've been i was free diving like a few days after every time wow. i'm getting bumped, bumped and bruised up and like yeah you know, i fell off the boat one time because i just jumped off the boat like onto the sand like at the end of the day when you like get to the front and you, you beach and uh, with a dinghy and you jump off onto the sand but like i was so like i had so much atrophy in my legs so i was so skinny and i hadn't gained my weight back yet when i jumped i my legs just gave out and i just like face planted into the ground <laughs> So yeah, it, it it was it took a little while to recover that that 50 pounds, but I'm like one ninety-five right now. So um yeah, no symptoms, like none, like not a single symptom. So I don't even worry about it. I don't even think about it hardly. That's wow. great. That's great to hear. Yeah. Do you also have a YouTube channel, Mike? Uh I have had several in the past. I don't update anything, but okay. we're about to start doing some stuff on uh I'm having my team, I have a media team at AK time. We're about to start doing TikTok. So we're gonna start doing. They're gonna start doing like a bunch of stuff for me on TikTok, where they just cut clips of my podcast and my boat parties and life here, and just everything they can. That's just like interesting clips, and just start throwing them up on on sure. TikTok. So that's the only thing that the, they're gonna start doing as of if late. You can, yeah. If
2: you can hit that right algorithm you can you can make money on tiktok roger I I yeah TikTok. yeah, i'm a big dancer i, t- I do a lot of the dances on tiktok yeah no. yeah he's an idiot no i don't i'm not much of a dancer <laughs> no i've seen videos of you um uh what, what are they called the boats with the the outriggers they're like they're like hollowed out i've seen videos of you you know out fishing or, or hand lining and cutting up sushi on the boat eating it so I, I knew you had something old, no, yeah busy. Those are old,
1: yeah. So it was a while ago, but I figured that was, you know, it had to be YouTube. I was watching that on. You got to watch my new one, man. My birthday party. We, we, uh, we Dan Balzarin came. Bob Stapp. Oh. Uh, I have, <laughs> have a yacht here that, that we have boat parties on. So I'll do boat parties, and we just have this like this total chill vibe. We got the DJ booth on there, and we're just like it's a super chill. And we'll do these boat parties every like couple weeks or something. I, and- I gotta ask you, man. You hung out with Dan how How is that guy to
2: hang out with? Seems like he can be a little pompous at times. But I was, I've also heard people who have hung out with him to say he's
1: a really great guy it's a great guy i've known for a long time he comes here all the time we 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 free dive like he'll come in he'll come in here more than any country in the world and like he'll stay for like a month month and a half and we'll we'll do nothing but train at aka and then just go free dive every single day like literally we have a master diver with his name tony who's an absolute fantastic photographer and he's a master diver i saved my life a few times to be honest um but me and dan are real competitive and He's an introvert. He's super chill, super low key. Um, and he's just a cool dude. We did a podcast. One of my podcasts was with him. And we started on my roof, my, my, my penthouse in, in a jacuzzi. Uh, And he, he made an ice bath because he does ice baths like all the time. So we brought all these huge bricks of ice. So if you look at my podcast with Dan, it's like the whole first like 15 minutes started out with us in the ice bath. <laughs> and apparently we stayed way too long because we could hardly talk for like 15 minutes once we got down <laughs> there. long time in an ice bath, man. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was like, but but to be in an ice bath with Dan was interesting, but yeah, you know, it took. It, it took a while, but it was cool to have like a party like that, and have guys like legends like Bob Sapp at your party. You know, like yeah, you sure. looked up to, and you coming up to as the first million dollar baby in in MMA, um, and Dan Bousier, and all my other friends, and everybody was it was a real cool party, and uh, yeah, it's great to, to 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 have built this and and taken this risk. It was a huge huge risk. Um, like I said, I fell a couple times. Invested um, everything I had into it. Went all in. You know, I, I showed, I showed no no uh, no plan B when, when I when I built this. But it's the way, right? I can like burn the boats, right? You know, burn my boats. Way back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I came back and made that my, my, ex-wife almost killed me. She's like, Oh my God, we're finally back and we're doing okay. And now, now we can start again. And I'm like, I'm going back to Thailand. Like <laughs> I've never in my life knew I could do this more than I, I know now. Like I, I have a blueprint on how to make this work because I failed so bad and I did it. And now I can take care of my family and for the rest of their lives. So, so when you, um, when
2: you say you failed, like, on, like, on, like let's say your first failure, did you go, did you return to Texas? Or you stayed? Uh, I was in California at the time. I I moved out of Texas when I was 17. Okay. All right. So, like, you know, you you went there, you said, you you put your best efforts forth. It didn't, it failed.
1: Did you come back to the States or you stayed and just regrouped? No, no. I came back to the States and I was sick. I was sick. Yeah, I was sick. I wanted to punch everybody that was on the plane. I believe it that was so sick <laughs> I was like that was like the worst sickness of my life because I because I'd already talked to people you know and like oh you're going to build a gym in Thai that's so stupid that makes no sense you're going to, uh, a country, yeah, yeah. Nice to country with the most, most gyms in the world you're not Thai it's a low economy Is it, how, you're going to fly people in to a place with you know and then the land I got was in the jungle with no access road no road no water no electricity no way to find it no I had to build the road I had to put the transformers up. I had to build help the whole neighborhood so it's like, like, like it made no sense you know and, and, and they were right when I came home <laughs> and I was an idiot. And so I, I know I'm not an idiot, you know, and I know I'm smarter than what, 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 they think. And, and, and so that it really bothered me because like I felt and like I, I couldn't wait to get back and like show them that, you know what I'm, I'm going to do to this, to a level that you're not going to believe. and, and I think having this birthday party with, you know, on the yacht with Dan Bilzerian and Bob Sapp and everybody, people can kind of slowly understand, like, okay, maybe he was right about this yeah. whole thing. The gym's packed right now in the lowest season, the lowest, the lowest month of the lowest season. Um, There's a cult following follows the gym, and it's like Fight Club, you know, it's just regular people, man, like they come in here and they're fucking savages, dude. We have actors, we have uh, influencers, we have executives, speakers, entrepreneurs, businessmen, and, and they just all come in and they're just fucking savage. They train hard. They beat the shit out of each other when they're sparring. And it's just like accountant versus, crypto guy or lawyer and they're beating <laughs> shit out of each other then they go to the stadiums bro and then we beat up the, we beat we literally like if you look at our video on our instagram our tourists and our everyday people there it makes fun of because we're not a real fight gym because we make money um we're beating up all the fighters around Phuket like the, we fight like fighters that are at the same level but on a lower level I'm not at the same level because they're trying to be fighters and we still win it's absolutely bonkers it's so that's funny great. that's great yeah. is that
2: is that a huge I, I mean outside of what you do outside of the 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 you know the your gym is that a that's a, a really sought after destination for tourists no, is that uh, no?
1: the beach that's why there. i want to be yeah. here yeah that, that's why this yeah. had to be the place and it just right. happened to be the the mecca of finding in the world there's more gyms on this island probably 60 gyms on this island wow
2: what's the acreage of thailand it's not very big right I don't know. Square,
1: square, square miles. I guess I should say not. Equal, I don't know. know. Phuket's Puk- pretty damn big, but it's like, it's the Mecca. And I always knew that once I came in in 2009, there was so many jams and there was other super, there's another super gym here as well. And, and so it was like another big gym, all of them fighter based, but nonetheless, it was the most competitive place in the world. And I had to, I had to convince them that they, that I was building a fight gym for three years four years something like that before i could change because i didn't want anyone to take my idea and and i and i knew that catering to everybody was going to be the way to make money and and be an entrepreneur about it because i don't really care about training people like i like i feel like i can train people better than i can fight um but my passion's not in it my passion wasn't even at fighting it was just in being successful and 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 accomplishing my goal uh that i needed to accomplish i'm not a fighting person i'm not a you know, I don't want to sit and hold pads for people. I don't want to, I love watching them win. I love being in a corner. I'm a strategist. So I love thinking about the fights, helping them prepare for fights. I love it to, to a passion. But as far as like having a fight gym, that was just, there's just a fight gym only it's just not for me. It wasn't the passion wasn't there, but to have like people coming from all over the world. And you know, I meet new people every day with different stories, different successes, different different backgrounds, and then watch them obtain their, their success at my gym, be it losing weight, be it having fun, be it taking a fight, be it gaining an experience. To me, that's just as big as winning a fight. You know, like I love seeing it. I love being around it. It's just such a great atmosphere, such a great environment. Everyone's so positive. Um, so it, it, it's just, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing gem to be at and it's for everyone. So like, UFC fighters can come in and there's no competition between us and their gym or anything and it's not like they're cheating on their gym it's, we're just a we're the Disneyland of fighting man mm-hmm. come in have a good time and I'll show you the greatest time of your life. Jake Glazer doesn't want to leave right now he's got the NFL <laughs> and Fox calling him and he doesn't want to leave dude because like you know I put up a, at Sri one my friend's resort the best resort on the island and he's training at AK Thailand and, and I'm showing him all around and they went on him on boat and he went out and did all that and they don't want to leave, you know? So it's like, they understand. And it's, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a life. It's the exact life that I, I tried to set up for myself 20 years ago and and I'm happy that I worked for it and didn't give up. And, and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything, man, honestly.
0: That's amazing. My, my, you took care of my buddy. He went out there a while back a few years back and said he, he loved it. So it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, man, we take care of everyone, man. Who was that? We know everybody. Oh, in the name. oh yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. And Jay, Jay Glazer, he's from this area. He's from Jersey. Tell him we said what's up, man. He's, yeah, man. <laughs> he's still here right now. I think
1: he's gonna leave. Uh I think he's leaving in a couple of days. But yeah, he's uh he's loving it, man. He he's he's it's fun. See, Jay's a Jay's a great example because Jay came in and you know, he was he was uh I don't know what he was expecting, but to see the transition of how excited he got every day and how excited he was. He's always texting me every time something happens at Surpanmo or when, when we're not together or with things that we do together. It's just like the excitement is just – he's just – he just exuberates his excitement. It's just he's in it. It's he's so in it. awesome yeah. because it's just like I told you, man. You know this place is awesome. I was like, dude, you don't understand this place is just sick, <laughs> man. I'm gonna live here. <laughs> yeah, I got. I
0: got. We got to make it out, Raj. Oh yeah, man. You I'd love, love to go. I'd love to go. It's a different yeah. life. It's a different
2: life, man. Nice. It's really cool. So you're 12 hours different than us. You got. You
1: got up this morning just to do the podcast. Yeah. Like I said, I'm doing other businesses. So I got like stuff going on at nighttime and, uh, but it's fine. I, like I said, I'm on my own schedule. So at the end of the day, I can, I can always change or, or, or move things around. Uh, that's the whole freedom thing. You know, like I build everything on systems and and only take jobs where I can have, maintain my freedom, where I can, where I can do stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, if I want to do something like this or, or, or something else, I want to be able to do it and not have someone tell me I can't.
2: Oh, I think you figured it out, brother. You definitely did. I think a lot of us are doing it wrong, but it sounds like you're doing it very right. And it oh, sounds like yeah. you worked hard to get where you're at. And, you know, you strive through adversity and you, you, uh, you picked up where your failures left off. And uh, we're, we're proud of you, man. We're happy for you. We'd love to come out someday. If you're ever stateside, and you're on the East Coast, you want to come sit on the couch, man, you're
1: more than welcome to come in in person. So uh, I'm happy you're doing well. Now y'all are doing great too man everybody's it's just what you want you know it's just what you want in life you guys uh, are doing fantastic uh, so many people are doing great it's just the only this advice i have for people in the ufc right now is just like just uh, you can attest to this frankie like, like like and you were way bigger than me you champion everything else but like it's like you know you start making that money and you start getting that fame and like it gets to people's heads and, and they think that's it. That's all they need. And no matter what happens, that money's gonna always come in. Mm-hmm. You always gotta understand, you gotta have something after fighting. You gotta have. You gotta build something to, that's gonna be sustainable for you afterwards because the majority of your life is gonna be after fighting, not, not during. Even if you fight till you're 40, I mean, how old do you expect to live? 60, 65, 70, that's a long time, you know? And it's like, yeah. I wanna have my best life at the end, not at the beginning. Yeah. I can give a shit less what I did 20 years ago. Ten years ago, five years ago, I don't care. I don't. I, I like really don't even care. I care about what I'm doing right now and what I'm doing tomorrow and at this this point in my life. So, um, sacrifice and 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 prepare. It'd be my advice to anyone out there. And like you guys are doing great, and, and other people are doing great, and it's it's kind of what you want to do. For me, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to come. And, and have this life and I couldn't do it in America and, and people put, put boundaries on things. They 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 put they put people on pedestals and they 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 take orders from people they shouldn't and they feel like they're less people than other people because their their celebrity status or their influence or whatever or their their policemen or whatever the case it's like they they feel they let people make themselves inferior and it's like if you don't if you can't get the life that you want in America, move. Go yeah. where you can. If, yeah. you, if someone's telling you something that you don't want to hear, fuck them. Go yep. do your shit. This is your world just like theirs. The, the only, the, America is nothing but a corporation with a monopoly. It has a military, big deal. That's all it is. It's a company that has a monopoly of, of the military. Therefore, it can enforce violence and and make you do what it wants, yeah. right? Yep. Thailand's different. Uh, it's similar, but different. So it's like, if you can't get what you want, if you write down what you want in life and, 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 and how you want to spend your life and what you want to do, um, make your path to do it and don't put anyone in front of it that can stop you and don't put anything in front of it because this world is, is anyone's as much as anyone else's, you sure. know? And so that, that'd be my advice to people, because I did not listen. I'm not listen to anybody. I, I do what I, I mean, I, 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 maybe, I maybe I've them respect, but I don't listen to anyone telling me what to do or try to direct my life. You know, I spent, I spent a, a big regret. I have is trying to carry people, up with me that didn't want me up there in the first place (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. it's like most people don't want you at the top in the first place and 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 instead of caring what people think and 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 where they and listening to them kind of direct you off path have confidence to do the hell you want when you want and 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 don't let people get in the way don't let anything get in the way you can live anywhere in the world you want you can make things happen anywhere in the world and 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 you're just as good as everyone else that's an
0: example of that so that's awesome, man. I uh, and I love the past you talk with, man. You definitely, uh, definitely could see why you're successful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I think you're
2: that's some great good. advice. Funny, funny you talked about uh, life after fighting. This guy over here didn't even do it on our show, but just announced that he's. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but he's going to take his last retirement fight. So uh, we haven't even that's talked right. about that yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one
0: more, one more go. Get one more go in uh, in November, most likely. So he's one of my favorite man. Always has been thank you brother thank you i'm actually heading out to san jose this weekend
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i'm heading out to uh, thompson's having like a grand open at usc gym
1: oh cool yeah 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 so i'll go check him out nice nice give everybody my my warm regards i've been home for a while i've been kind of stuck here with all this other stuff but um i'll be getting home soon so yeah where can uh, where can everybody catch
0: you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, you know, website. Or if somebody wants to come visit your gym, how
2: would they yeah. go about doing that? The biggest thing is
1: time.com or aktown.com or at aktown on Instagram. So yeah, that's that's the main thing. I, I'm 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 in the shadows except my Instagram at mike underscore swick. But aside from that, I'm in the shadows and just chilling, enjoying life and. Uh, running business. Like I said, I'm running multiple things right now. we got, I, I got in the tech space on a tech company and like, I'm, I'm, that, that's my new challenge is proven, proving myself in a space that's, that's different than anything to do with fighting. And right. we've had a lot of success so far. And, uh, we're working on doing a lot of other things. I'm working, um, with some very interesting people and talking to the very interesting people like Jay Park, you know, like it's incredible talking to him on a daily basis. The guy mentored Steve jobs, you know, he's one of the top crypto guys in the world, multi-billionaire, and like to be in a position where I get to talk to him every day and share ideas and and work on things is incredible. So I'm trying to venture out in in this tech space, that's booming right now with NFTs and metaverse and, um, Tokenomics and, and tokens and crypto and stuff like that, especially now that it's down. I mean, it's got one place to go. It's going to be a huge, huge boom. A lot of money to be made right now in the next uh, next few years. So um, that's that's taking up a lot of my time, just because I want to capture capture this opportunity. Yeah, it's
0: exciting times and all that stuff. Little. Uh... Little
1: unknown to us, where we're learning. We're learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're
2: we're just dabbling, dabbling in it ourselves. But uh, it's 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 uh, such an unknown thing. You got to do your homework and, and stay up on it. But uh, we wish you well, Mike. Man, it was a pleasure and an honor to speak with you. Um Appreciate you know, it. Ultimate Dang. Fighter one alum. You don't get to talk to you guys every day, so it was very cool. Appreciate you, brother. Hell yeah! Best nice of luck with everything, and uh, thanks for waking up this sure. morning for us. Yeah, man. Have a good day, brother. I
1: appreciate you guys. Take care. Take care. Later, bro. See you, man.